Hey, thanks for joining me on Mornings with Ken. Get that cup of coffee, get that virtual donut, kick off those shoes, grab a seat, sit down. I'm really glad you're here. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right, all right. Hey, today, let me start off by reading a verse today from Proverbs 13.41. Proverbs 14.31. He that oppresses the poor insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. I always like to read it twice because I'm dull-headed. Proverbs 14.31 Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. I know you guys are probably sick of talking about poverty and the poor, but hey, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's my show. You don't like it? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, poverty and uh, insulting the poor. And um, if anybody hears this episode, um, and I had a conversation with, this is not in reference to any conversation I've recently had. Um, this has always been on my mind, and I've done writing and thoughts on it, journaling on it for a long time. But I was trying to help somebody find an apartment or a house for someone. um, And they work, they're not unemployed. um, And they are in desperate need of an apartment or house, but they can't afford nine hundred to a thousand dollars a month, and that's what the the poor are facing right now. You know, job the job market has changed, and I mean, if you're making eighteen twenty dollars an hour. That don't cut it. That don't cut it. Not with not with this economy. Um, yeah, you need a lot more money than that to uh, uh, make that type of a a rent payment. And it's very difficult for people out there. I mean, high rent it causes homelessness, and it, it's it's really sad because it doesn't happen happen it doesn't have to be that way and i'm not saying i have the perfect solution but the way it is now i'm afraid some of you uh homeowners who have rental property if the rent keeps going up i don't think you'll have renters i mean it comes to a point when People can no longer afford to pay that high of rent, and they're gonna they're gonna go on government government assistance. So you're gonna end up paying them one way or the other through higher taxes. Um, 
But, um, well, I, I developed this little, uh, chart of information that I kind of researched and, uh, let's take a look at it. Okay. Let's look at this chart here together. Um, for right now, don't pay attention to the picture on the right side of the chart, um, with the house. Let's look at the three columns there, the far left, the middle, and the right. I don't think I belong in any of those categories because I, I'm not even in the middle. I lean towards the right. Well, I'm in the right, but not in the middle. And uh, well, let's go over some of these, and, and, and I'll try to explain why um, I lean towards the right, but I'm not sure I'm even representative, represented on this chart. Um, let's go to the far left. The far left, I would say, would be communism. I mean, that's the far left. I do believe that socialism will lead to communism. It, it, you know, the, there's a scripture verse that says, um, the heart of man is uh, desperately wicked and deceitful above all things who can know it. Well, I think because man's heart is deceitful, it always goes deep into sin to both extremes. And I think socialism will go into communism, and I don't believe that's healthy for any society. Um, let's go through uh, line by line. We're going to start at the top under far left, and then we're going to go to the middle and then the right. The first one, forced labor. Um, as you know, communism will bring about forced labor because the state has to control every avenue of your life. It really does. It needs to control where you are and how much you work and how much food you get, um, how much home supplies you get. Otherwise, it's not true communism and someone will always have more than you. The man of heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? All right, let's go to the middle. The middle, unionized labor, and I would say that leans towards socialism. But there is some protection there for the workers, so the workers aren't abused and overworked and underpaid. So the middle ground, I would say, there would have to be some type of government oversight. And I'm not sure that's good in a free market. I don't know. Excuse me while I cough. <coughs> Let's go to the far right. Far right. Abused labor. So in a, the far right will have a free market, but it'll abuse it's labor force, it'll pay them the lowest wage and expect the highest amount of work. So the far right and the far left both end up 
too far to one extreme or the other. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if we have time to go through every single one of them, but let's move on to the far left um, collapse healthcare. You get, in, you get into communism or or socialism, the healthcare um, is, is is horrible, and it gives no incentive for people in the health field to go into those um, careers, doctors, nurses, because there's no higher wage to do such things. And I learned by uh, experience or through firsthand conversation with someone who was raised in communism and says there's no free choice of career. The government dictates to you what career you're going to go in. That's how they um, control health care. All right, let's go to the middle. Market health care. So there's a little bit of competition in the market um, to um, allow private companies to run the healthcare system. Let's go to the far right. Limited healthcare. Limited healthcare. And usually that's going to leave a whole lot of people out. It's going to, the wealthy will be able to have the healthcare. The middle class, they will be hurt by the expense of of paying for health care and the poor will will either go without health care or some type of government health care that their services are limited because the government is paying for it. So to me, there's not a win-win in either category. There's not. I don't fit on this chart. I've tried to figure out where I fit on this chart, and I don't fit. I want to lean to the left sometimes. I want to lean to the right. You would think I would fit in the middle, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I am in the middle. Um, let's go to the far left again, and uh, let's go to where it says um, – Extreme homelessness. Communism will leave you absolutely destitute. You, you, you're going to live in, in, in a horrible conditions. But let's, let's jump over to the far right. We're going to skip the middle. Let's go jump over to the far right. Extreme homelessness. They're the same, in my opinion. And again, this is my opinion. Because when the market runs the housing situation, the rich who can own a lot of property and homes will will try to get the most money they can out of their rental properties. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody here. But that's what they'll do because it's all about making money. It's not about making sure people have homes to live in. It's about how can I make a profit on these homes that I own. So 
the rich will take advantage of the poor. And it will leave the rich with multiple homes and the poor either living in government homes and there's not enough government homes to go around. So they um, will be homeless. They will be homeless. It's, there's, I don't think there's an easy answer for that. And uh, I'm thinking if I should do one more. Now let's go over to the right side of the page, to the chart. Let's go over, jump over to the right side. Average rent, and I'm using Akron, Ohio as my example. And I, I researched this with the uh, local government statistics. And the average rent in Akron is $900 to $1,000. Now, that is not your high middle class or rich. Um, obviously, usually they're not paying rent. But for the poor and poor housing, inner city poor housing, they're charging $900 to $1,000 a month. Their average monthly income, someone living in the inner city, is only $1,666. So if they're paying, let's say they're paying the low end of uh, the 900 how do they pay for everything else? If $900 out of their $1,666 is going for rent, how do they pay for utilities? How do they pay for putting fuel in their car, for insurance, for food, clothes, medications, car repairs, and so much more? Um, nowadays, you have to have a cell phone if you, because you jobs now, everything is apply online, or even the medical field now wants you to have an app of theirs so you can schedule appointments. A cell phone now is 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 a requirement basically in society, and you know, heaven forbid your kid gets sick and needs to go to the doctor, and your copay could be fifty to a hundred dollars. Well, this person. Uh, their income is only 1666 That's the average income for a month in, in, in Akron. And if, if a thousand of it's going out for income or for rent, they don't have an, enough money to pay for everything else. So that's the problem with both, you know, communism and and uh, uh, capitalism both don't work and I'm not sure what to do about it and here's the thing too when I talk to people on the left and on the right they always say well I'm, I'm closer to the center I'm just left of center or I'm just right of center. Everybody thinks that they're, they have a very moderate view. You're the extremist over here. Your views are the extreme views 
my view is I'm 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 a little bit to the socialist side, but I'm right there close to the middle. And guess what? The right doesn't believe the left. The right believes those that say they're on the left are way over here. That's what the right believes. The left believes the right isn't close to the middle. They're way over here. Everybody thinks the other guy's the extreme one. That's the truth of the matter. It really is. So I don't know where I fit in. Um, I'm definitely conservative because I, I, I it, it makes logical sense. But conservatives are too, too, <laughs> they lack some compassion. They lack some compassion. Yes, I do believe in the right for the job creators to create wealth, to build their companies up so that they can, you know, provide jobs for other people. And I, I, I see nothing wrong with them making wealth. And if that wealth doesn't belong to you, you didn't create that wealth. You can't demand that they give it to you. If the business owner was successful and made a lot of profit, it's not up to you to say, give me 35% of that profit. It's not yours. That's stealing. That's called stealing. However, now on the other side, um, the conservatives or business owners who are very wealthy, yes, you have done a great job building your business, making a um, profit, but you have to have a heart about it, a heart of compassion to know the market may say, I'm only going to pay you $16 an hour. Because that's what the market says. But the market isn't a real person. You don't have to follow suit. See, we, we make up, we make up things. We make things up to give us a scapegoat. You don't, there, there isn't a guy out there called the market and the market, the market guy says, Hey, you better only pay them $16 an hour. If, if you are blessed with wealth and a successful comp company, be as generous as you can to your employees with good health cover co coverage, good wages, good time off. You don't, yes, you're not obligated to by law, by the, you know, constitution or tax laws. But should you have to be obligated to be generous? If your workers are working for you 40 hours a week and they go home and they barely have enough money to pay their rent and their gas or electric is probably going to get shut off this week, 
you know, and, and maybe they don't have the skills, the mental skills to be an engineer or, or uh, a CEO. Th- those jobs are very few and far between. So most of your population is always going to be um, by labor, you know, labor. That's going to be the, the bigger amount of the people. So you can't expect them to say, well, you should have got an education and been in CEO or whatever, doctor, lawyer, whatever. No, not everybody. There's, there wouldn't be enough room for those people if everybody did that. Who would dig the ditches? Who would work on your factory floor? Who would work on the assembly line? So I think it's, it is an obligation. Obligation is not really the right word, but you should have a heart of compassion and, and, and a heart so generous to give that your employees should be able to live on the money you're, you're giving them for their work. I know. Now, see, now I sound like a liberal. See, I'm supposed to be conservative, but now I sound kind of like a liberal. But it's just generosity. You shouldn't have to have a law passed that says you must be generous. No, if you're not generous, then check your heart. Check your heart and and see if you, if you don't have the right heart. Now, of course, I know that businesses can't pay over and abundantly where the company would be, um, uh, you know, not making a profit and then go under. But if if you can provide a cost of living where they can pay their thousand dollar mortgage, they can't control that. That's not under their control. They're paying a thousand dollar a month rent, um, and 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 they're, if they're only making, you know, the 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 average wage, they they can't do it. And and, and uh, you know, if both parties are working and they have children, it, it's still it's a struggle. It's a hard struggle. And uh, you know, let me give you an example. S- say you have um. Uh, senior citizens that live in apartment buildings. I know this to be true because I know people who have experienced this. In fact, my mom has experienced this. You know, um, at the end of the year or beginning of the next year, um, um, Social Security or Medicaid, Medicare, uh, Social Security gives the elderly, the retired elderly, um, a, a a new a raise at the beginning of the year. It's usually bare minimum, you know, three four percent at the most. But you know what? You know what? Uh, people that own senior housing do, knowing that the government just announced that they were giving them a three percent raise, people on Social Security. That the the owners of the senior citizens apartment buildings raise their rent to match that 3%. So they're taking their 3% away from the people on Social Security because they can. 
not because it's a good thing. It, it doesn't now. It doesn't be, benefit the the person on Social Security, and it's legal. This it's perfectly legal that people could raise the rent whatever they want. But this is a real, real, real issue. My mom, from the place where they came for they were renting, um, when when Social Security gave them a raise of two percent, three percent, whatever, their rent miraculously a miracle happens to go up by three or four percent. So in other words, the, the owner of, of whether it's the house or, or apartments, there's to me it's stealing their four percent or three percent. They're saying the government's going to give you more money. Uh, you could buy extra food with that or your medication or whatever. Uh, no, we're going to raise your rent by 3%. So basically, they're getting the money that was meant for you. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how we treat one another. You know, looking again at Proverbs 14.31, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Do you think it's very, do you think it's insulting to God? Um, for, let's just say my example, the, the, the landlord raising the rent on an elderly person who's just got a 3% raise for Social Security and all of a sudden the rent just happens to go up by 3%. That's, guys, honestly, that's stealing in my opinion. That is stealing in my opinion. Absolutely stealing. It wasn't meant for you. It was meant for the, for the person on Social Security. If they were already paying $900 a month rent, you know, and now they got to pay $930 or $940, whatever it is, you stole money from them. Just you raised the rent purposely. Because they got a Social Security increase. That's that's wrong. That's just outright wrong. Um, so whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker. Insult. That's insulting to God. That's insulting. You were you were making a profit. And now you're raising the rent so they don't get that 3%. It's, it's maddening. It's maddening. But the verse goes on to say, but who, he who is generous to the needy honors God. Hmm. So if you're generous by not raising the rent just because you got a 3% raise, that's honoring God. That's honoring God. I I don't know how people live with themselves. And this isn't, I don't mean this to be picking on those that own rental properties. But if you're doing it out of pure greed, it's wrong. It's wrong. I've researched so many passages on scripture from the Bible Dealing with taking advantage of the poor. Guys, it's a serious thing with our God. It's a serious thing. And you can't blame it on capitalism. Say, well, we live in America. It's a capitalist society. Okay. 
But that doesn't take away from the truth of God's word. Hundreds and hundreds of scriptures, you know, I've gone through in my study and wrote a book about it. God's heart is for the poor. It's for the poor. So don't say I could do this because um, no form of, you know, economic system is of God. But capitalism comes pretty close. So because we're in a capitalist society, I'm going to make my money on the backs of the poor. No, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, you could still rent your place out and make money. And here's the thing. Some of the houses that's been paid off that someone may own for years, maybe it's been in the family and it's been paid off for 25 years and you're charging $800 a month rent or 900, that's pure profit. Now you do have to put money back into the house to keep it up. Although drive through any inner city and see if landlords are really putting money into the rental properties. Some are. You have some good ones, but the majority of them that I, I know of, it's shameful. It's shameful how um, the landlords do not fix up their houses, but yet raise the rent. It, it's shameful. <laughs> it's insulting to God. Uh, I, I do not know how one, whoa, I'm falling. I do not know how um, some people sleep at night, but I know this this sounds mean, right? It sounds like, Kenny, you're being a liberal. No, I'm trying to be biblical. I'm trying to be. Because if we're going to be biblical, and I was going to read something else, but if we're going to be biblical about everything else we do, we're going to be biblical on Sunday mornings and have the greatest... Um, theology and doctrine set and we're going to preach on it. We're going to have, we're going to be reformed or whatever, charismatic or, you know, non whatever. But to you, that's the most sound doctrine. You're going to preach that and you're going to live it out and, and you're going to worship how the Bible tells us to worship. You are going to pray how the Bible tells us to pray. You're going to have your bylaws in order. You're, you're going to know where you stand on every issue. And you're going to be tough. You're going to, you're going to witness and, and you're going to lead people to Christ. But you know what? Let's just not talk about the hundreds of scripture that deals with the treatment of the poor. No, 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 no. See, we're a conservative people, you know. That's, you know, we can't solve everybody's problem. But you can solve it individually by how you treat the least of these. You know, it's just like that. What's that story with the uh, the little kid who there was a storm and, and all the uh, starfish got washed up onto the beach and they couldn't. They weren't able to get back into the ocean, or at least that's what the little boy thought. And the little boy starts picking up the starfish, and he's throwing them back into the ocean. The problem is there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of starfish on the beach. And a man walking by says, son, you can't 
make a difference. Look at all these starfish drying out underneath the sun on the beach because they got washed up there. You're not going to make a difference. You can't save all of them. You're not going to make a difference. And, and the little boy looks to the man and goes, I made a difference in that one's life. See, we can be the hands and feet of God individually. Let's not wait on the government. Let's not even wait on our church, whatever church you attend. Um, if you know, you could do it individually. We can do it individually by doing whatever we can to the least of these. Thanks for stopping by, guys. I love you. Bye-bye.